my next very short episode. I was just chatting to somebody and we got on to history. And we were talking about the first estate, the second estate and the third estate in France before the French revolutions. Um, And we were talking about to the extent which a wealthy class, for example, um, might think that they are well loved and, or might think it is well loved and get a huge shock when the peasants start rolling out the guillotines. I don't understand, they might say, you know. I thought we were, I thought you loved us. You know, now you're chopping our heads off, you know. So, you know, this, this is the sort of thing, you know, that can happen, yeah. And people can get in their bubbles, you know, like, um, like the, like the European royalty, um, and maybe like Paul McCartney, for example, you know, who's just surrounded by people who tell him, tell him he's king, as John Lennon said once, you know, um, Every message he gets, you know, because he's surrounded by people who will say the most wonderful things to him about himself. Yeah. Um, and he thinks he's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, uh, anyway, you know, I don't know. You know. Maybe he does read some bad press on himself, but he seems cheerful enough. And uh, anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, the Hollywood class, you know, maybe as a group, they think they're beautiful and they think they are well-loved, you know, with some rap bags who don't love them, but, you know, that they're in the minority. But maybe, you know, the majority don't like Hollywood, uh, but Hollywood is only listening to people who talk about Hollywood in a relatively positive way, you know, with some exceptions, you know. And they think they are well-loved by the peasants because they're the new, they're the new um, dazzling wealthy, beautiful class, you know, where King Louis the Sun King once was, you know, and, um, yeah, and that's the dream, to be, uh, to have everything and to be loved for it, you know, we chatted about that a bit, you know, how they managed to pull that off, the wealthy class, and, you know, one way or another, the wealthy class claims power, you know, in societies all over the world, all through history, and um, yeah, and that doesn't have to be religious power, but you know they they claim divine right of some sort. It could be a divine sort of secular right. Yeah, you know, Hollywood could say, "Listen, we are a moral authority," you know, in a secular sort of way. Nothing to do with God, you know. But you know, often and usually, it's you know divine right by God, you know. But you know, Hollywood or whatever, you know, uh, divine right by uh, moral um, superiority, you know in a secular way, it doesn't matter. But the point is, a wealthy class claims power um, by divine right. You know, and the peasants might challenge that. Now, the wealthy class is the second estate in old French language. Um, the peasant class might, you know, the third estate might challenge um, the second estate. So the poor people might challenge the rich people uh, and say, oh, we challenge the fact that you've got legitimacy, power, all that sort of stuff, you know? That you, and, um, and that's when 
the, uh, the wealthy install a special moral authority as a, as a first estate. So there's three groups then. There's the peasants, there's the wealthy and powerful, you know, who are looking for legitimacy from the peasants. Um, but the peasants aren't going to believe them. So what they do, they establish a first estate, you know, above themselves even, you know, a moral estate. Um, and they, one way or another, they fund that first estate. Normally it's a priestly class, a priestly class, you know, and they might build wonderful, you know, fund beautiful churches and give the priests a salary and all that sort of stuff. And then they turn to the priests and say, can you speak to the peasants, please? And tell them that we are indeed rulers by divine right, you know? And the priests then go to the peasants and say, listen, that guy over there, the wealthy guy, the king, um, you know, or the Hollywood great, um, he or she, uh, yeah, we would like to say to you that that person is legitimate and, you know, I'm not gaining anything by saying that, so you can believe me. If he told you that, you don't have to believe him. But I'm telling you that because I'm a priest, you know, and... I have no money, you know, and um, I'm not, you know, I, I wish for nothing on this world, in this world. Um, I, I am just a humble priest, you know. And then um, the peasants go, oh, all right then, you know. If I, if, I, if I heard it from the king, you know, I wouldn't have believed it. But given you're telling me and you're getting nothing out of it, and you are obviously living humbly, um, then I agree with that, you know. And then they go back to the king and they say, all right, we all hail the king. Um... And um, and then the king sends some cash across to the priests, or you know some sort of other payment in kind. Yeah, maybe that payment in kind is security. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that. You know. Anyway, we got we were talking about that, my friend and I, and um, and she. Uh, mentioned, you know, sometimes the first estate, suddenly the peasants rise up and slaughter all the wealthy people, you know, if, uh, if they push it too far. And sometimes they, you know, like in the example of the French Revolution, the reign of terror and everything, they, you know, start burning churches and killing the priests as well, you know. But the main focus is the powerful and the wealthy. So suddenly, you know, you can imagine um, the sort of peasants of America rising up and um, marching on Hollywood with pitchforks and torches and slaughtering you know, Meryl Streep and Paul McCartney if he's visiting, you know, and anybody else who might be there at the time, all the beautiful people, you know, and slaughtering them. And, she, and my friend said, and the funny thing is, when that does happen and the peasants rise up and they start slaughtering the powerful, um, the powerful usually get a surprise, you know. She said, like, you know, Marie, Marie Antoinette, you know, let them eat cake and all that sort of stuff. Um, doesn't really grasp, you know, how much they're suffering, you know, um, and is detached and in her own bubble, you know. And at that point, it just occurred to me, you know, I could have said, I could have um, said, uh, you know, the funny thing is, I could have said, as she was talking, um, it's rumoured, have you heard that rumour that Marie Antoinette never said that, but they, they said that she said that, you know. But then I thought to myself, um, no because it doesn't matter whether she said it or not. It's a sort of, it was the way she was thinking 
and my friend was making a point um, uh, that, you know, um, and even if my friend, I don't know if she actually thought that Marie Antoinette actually did say, let them eat cake or not, my friend, but let's say just for the sake of argument um, that she thought that Marie Antoinette did say, let them eat cake, you know. Um, well, you know, for me, it would have been um, missing the point by me to interject and say, hey, I don't think she actually said that. You know, if I had have interjected then, uh, my friend would have had a right to say, oh, yeah, all right, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. It's irrelevant um, to my point, what I'm trying to say. Um, I'll um, we were on the same side in the discussion, but in the discussion, but she, I would have interrupted a good point with a fact. Oh, sorry, with a likelihood, you know, um, with a pedantic point that had nothing to do with the point she was making because she, that was just one example, you know. And anyway, um, even if Marie Antoinette never said that, it was the sort of thing. She might have said, so to a certain extent, it doesn't matter whether she said it or not, for the purposes of the discussion we were just having then. So to actually point that out would have been um, pedantic in the extreme. Just like this episode has been. No, it hasn't. I enjoyed saying. If I enjoy speaking an episode, then it's fine, because I'm only speaking... To myself, I have no listeners, and I'm glad about that. <laughs>